Hi, guys. I know it's our usual format for one of us to do the introduction, but I have a celebrity guest from the action figure world here with me tonight to give you the opening of the episode. So over to you, Snake Eyes. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 224 for the week of Wednesday, the 8th of June. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Ben. Justin. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, the pop culture superstore, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Funko Pop Vinyl Taskmaster, the Mattel Ghostbusters Rowan Wave, and the Mezco 112 Collective Star Trek Spock action figure. Welcome, welcome, welcome all to another episode of Action Figure Blues. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Good. Good. Say it. <clears throat> Say it. It's gone all snake eyes. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost him. Or is he just refusing to say it? <laughs> <laughs> refusing to say what? <laughs> <laughs> so Frightfully first... spiffing, old boy. Yay! Yay! Yeah. That's his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Just to catch you listening for the first time and going, my God, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a, it's a long list. <laughs> now, Justin, I believe we are all excited to hear your story <laughs> that we had a slight bit of preview for behind the scenes, but uh, we saved it to share here. So let's not hold waiting any longer. Sure. I'd say uh, my normal uh, daily routine of, uh, you know, doing that stuff for money. <laughs> I uh, inspect. <laughs> Inspect houses. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad you clarified that. Yeah, okay, go on. Yeah, well, that's one of the things. But anyway, it's normally a, a sort of dour affair. No, it's a tick box sort of reporting. And it's nothing too exciting or hopefully, um, you know, overjoyous. <laughs> so uh, just going about my routine inspection, went down underneath the house and there was this uh, section that was sort of stored away and uh, poked my head inside and what I found was about, 200 to maybe 300 boxes of um, statues, uh, including Marvel, DC, mostly Star Wars, all mint in box, all uh, still, like all the, uh, I picked up a couple, had a look, beautifully pristine, kept. uh, There was like boxes to the back that just said Hasbro uh, boxes of action figures and it was just like uh, nerd heaven. So I quickly sent uh, Ben and Scott a... uh, (laughs) A text with a photo attached, <laughs> and um, yeah, and went about the went about the inspection on the inside, and there was a lightsaber uh, prop replica in a um, Perspex um, box. It was the um, Death Star Lego uh, set, the old one as well, like the massive one. Um, wow. You know, there was He Man stuff, which I was proud of. There was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, graphic novels, um, collected works, Marvel stuff, DC stuff. It was incredible. 
That was um, to, to show yeah. how professional Justin is. I, I responded <laughs> to the text by saying that I could be there in a couple of hours with the trailer, and he did <laughs> not respond. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't want any evidence. <laughs> so, did you actually talk to the guy, or uh, no? We're actually turned out to be in a bit of a rush, and it was a um, it was the only the um, the wife was home, so I believe this would have been the um, husband's <laughs> crap, not the, the wife's stuff. So, uh, no, I didn't talk to her about it. But, wow. you know, uh, I was with my coworker. I just said, do you know, like, he's, he's a bit older than us. And I said, do you know how much money is sitting here? <laughs> and I told him, and he's like, huh, and just walked on. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart is dead. Yeah. <laughs> was the Raiders of the Lost Ark music playing in your head? Is your... Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> It belongs in a museum, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not under a frigging house somewhere. <laughs> wow! And, I'm, and then I'm thinking, well, it's not. This is like half exposed to the elements as well. You know, it was under a house, but it was a it was yeah. a um, it was a pole home. So you know, the massive oh, wow. uh, copper log piers built into the side of a house. And this was, uh, I think, specifically built to store this stuff. But it was it was like um, wood palings around it. You know, so it was exposed to the elements somewhat. Um, no rain or oh. anything like that, but you know, this dirt, dust, all that could have gotten in there. So, mm. Keenster, it's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah. amazing Amazing. find. Yeah, and Mr. Ben, you're still somewhat uh, healthy, I believe. Uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Nothing terribly exciting for me this week. And did some work travel, which was uh, a nice change. And got to check out a few collectible stores, but. Didn't end up purchasing anything. Or usually, sort of uh, know what I'm after and know where I can get it from. So it was just nice to browse. Do you sometimes feel obligated when you're out of town looking in those kind of shops, thinking, "Well, I've come all this way. I may as well just pick up a, a pop yeah, or something." Yeah. I I feel like there's my I I feel like I'm more inclined to buy something because I am away. So if I see something in a store here for forty four ninety five, I do the eh, nah. But then if I'm away and I see the exact same item for forty four ninety five, I almost have to fight the temptation to buy it. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. <laughs> they call that the strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it wears off when you travel for work all the time. Like you, do, you know, you do kind of get, get, get over the thing. I mean, I generally do buy something, but it's just because I buy stuff, not because. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I think because, you get over it eventually, unless you're Scott. Yeah, yeah. I think, but because I travel um, to different places, and I so I've got great access to you know like the pop culture shops of Australia, um, I kind of get to know after a while, like, oh, I'll probably find that cheaper at this place. So, mm, you know, like, mm. you, know, that's, you can kind of play the waiting game. Mm. Yeah. And speaking of Scott, how you been going this week? Uh, yeah, good. I was up in Queensland um, this week. And really funny thing, I was staying at quite a big um, hotel um, chain. And uh, on the day I was checking out, I looked behind – because um, if, if you have parcels sent to you and that sort of thing, they're there. And often when I'm away for work, I get stuff sent to me that's like, you know, marketing materials or whatever. And anyway, on the um, thing behind, I saw very distinctly what was a Hot Toys box. <laughs> and I, I knew it wasn't for me, but I was like, oh, Hot Toys. And the, the guy at the um, desk actually turned around and he was like, oh, yeah, the, the managing director of this chain of hotels lives in this building. Um 
and he gets all of he collects that stuff and gets all of that stuff sent here. And I was like, oh man, I wonder what his collection's like. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going back there next week. I'll see if I can get an invite. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we should see if we could get him as a co-host on the show, and maybe we'll get free hotel. <laughs> like we we might be able to work this into a. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was good, and I managed to um, escape. Uh, I was in Brisbane, and I had to go back, but this weekend they're meant to be, like, drowning in cyclone weather, so I quite happily okay. said goodbye to them for the weekend and asked them to mm-hmm. have it sorted out by the time I get back. <laughs> Although yeah. it's, it's raining horribly, I think, all over Australia, isn't it? So it is. Yeah, I just saw a rain check of the map of Australia before, and you actually can't see Australia underneath <laughs> just clouds of blue <laughs> moving over. Um, so hopefully good, good for some areas. Um, uh, but then I had uh, one of those, you know, heart-in-your-mouth parenting moments today because my um, youngest is a very keen um, show jumper, equestrian show jumper, and she started – uh, doing some, well, she does competitions representing the school, but she started going with a couple of the older riders to just like some competitions where you're just like riding, you know, yourself. And um, I, I normally get a text. I wasn't there. I was doing basketball. Normally get a text to say how she's gone, whatever. I didn't get one. And I'm like, hmm, what's going on? And then I kind of, when they got home, they're like, now everything's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> she had a really big fall. So, oh, no. yeah. So I saw the video and I'm like, oh my God. They're like, do you, do you want to see the video? I'm like, I feel like I have to now that you've described. So, but it was wet. The horse jumped, and I mean, thankfully, her horse is such a beautiful horse, and you could see in the. I wasn't there live, thank God, because I probably would have screamed like a girl. Um, but the um, you know, the horse slipped and just went over on its side, but then it actually stopped and worked out where she was before it tried to get up. And but oh my gosh. Anyway, but she was like, I'm not, I'm not stopping riding. I'm not stopping riding. I'm like, I'm not saying that you have to stop. Just give me a moment. <laughs> so the, the joys of, of being a parent. So, um, Eddie, did you have any equine related incidents? <laughs> no, I had, uh, well, I'm currently in my weird work life dealing with giant robotic creatures. And I had a. <laughs> I when that happens massive robotic t-rex uh damage its neck recently which was interesting um uh, i can't go into too much uh information beyond that but uh, i wasn't trying to eat something out of its hands was it uh, no, <laughs> no. technically trying to eat something off the back of a truck which is another weird thing but i have a very weird working life uh some days i can have uh, a little while ago i was going through i just basically had a just tub of bush ranger pistols uh, that I was sorting through. So uh, very odd things turn up, but that's just weirdly <laughs> daily work life for me. Um, but I've actually had a really boring week. I mentioned I had uh, a backyard renovation by Mother Nature last week that uh, has ended up uh, with insurance deductibles and just little costs um, being almost close to a grand all up. Uh, So I've decided to use this pay fortnight as uh, going a little bit easier on spending and uh, trying to be a bit healthier and not uh, eating out as much uh, to try and cover a little bit of that cost. So it's also resulted in a bit more of a boring week uh, (laughs) through here. Got a lot of Netflix 
watched and caught up on a lot of comic book reading, which is always good. Mm. And caught up with our uh, mutual friend of mine and Scotty's, Mr. Uh, Larry Boxhill. Uh. And uh, he's always interesting to have a bit <laughs> of a uh, chat to. Uh, but every I'll talk time a little... I see Larry, because he is a huge um, Hulk fan, we talk about getting him on the show to do a, a Hulk toy history. Um, but I, he, there's several swear words he likes to use that we wouldn't let him use on this show. So I'm going to retrain him. It's all the swear words yeah. he likes to use. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about our catch up in the toy of the week. So it is uh, okay. relevant to the show. But yeah, nice one through. Cool. Uh, so if that's uh, everyone's little bit of banter then, uh, how about we kick things off with some articulated news? Indy, over here. Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Cairo, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Nice. All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Toad, and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just some of the stories that relate to things that we're interested in or have caught our eye this week. Now, Scotty, you have our first bit of news, so over to you. Thank you very much. NECA has uh, been doing great things with their quarter-scale action figure line, a more budget-friendly line to some of the other lines that are out there, and they have a new addition to their Batman line, and this is the cinematic Batman, and we have a Batman Returns Catwoman. So there is a... Batman, Michael Keaton, it's not Batman Returns, but um, with the Penguin is out as well. And now we are getting an 18-inch tall, 30 points of articulation, movie authentic Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman as well um, that comes with uh, interchangeable heads, um, one kind of normal, calm one, an angry one with uh, hair sticking out that actually looks more Michelle Pfeiffery than the the calm one and mm-hmm. then her homemade um, costume with some loose threads and rips hanging out of it <laughs> and uh, interchangeable hands, a taser and a whip. Mm-hmm. What do we mm. think of this? I like the yeah. damaged head a lot. That's just mm. yeah, I do too. spot on that end scene. Maybe it's just been a really long time since I've seen the film, but I always thought the costume had a lot more like rippy, sewing zippery type stitching bits just maybe don't know more than that wow yeah i I just seem to remember the costume was a lot more like that but you know neck are are pretty spot on when it comes to uh you know the source material so maybe it's just me but yeah you're right about that second head being more michelle pfeiffer than the other one yeah i mean i'm not sure i I think it, it it is very good looking it just when I first saw that, I thought, oh, I'm not sure 100% about that likeness. Um, mm. But then, I don't know. But the uh, other head with the hair sticking out, etc., that looks fantastic. Mm. It's good. So, yeah, yeah, it's just great to have alternatives, you know, to some of the more expensive lines that are out there for people. So keep it up, NECA. Good job. Um, really mm. funny 
uh, on Twitter because NECA, I think, is second to none in terms of the way that they manage like social media and stuff. They just do such a good job of um, answering questions and responding, etc. And they, when they, uh, Randy Falk um, uh, announced this on Twitter, then he put up a, um, a photo with the Batman Returns penguin and then the Batman, which is the original Batman film, mm. Batman. And immediately people were tweeting, that's not the Batman Returns, Batman. That's the And he was like, oh, good grief. It's just so different. <laughs> like, <laughs> his re- and his responses were really funny. <laughs> Take away his nerd card. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw a photo today of uh, the passing of Muhammad Ali today, but he was on he was on set. Um, well, he was doing something with Kenny Baker, you know, the dwarf from um, Star oh, Wars. Heavens above. He was like, like to be he called was posing for now. a photo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he was getting a uh, pretend punch in the nose. And it was a photo somewhere. It must have been on Instagram. And someone wrote, who who was he in the movie? Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. oh, the pain. <laughs> the agony. <laughs> why? Why, why, why? Mm. Okay, so speaking of pain and agony, mm. Um, mm. Muppets Mini Mates. Now, I love Muppets. Mm. Um, I think we've got quite a few Muppet fans on the uh, show I reviewed the Diamond Select Muppets a while ago. Um, uh, Mini Mates is a line that I love. They're doing Muppets, and I have to say, I just don't feel them. Um, I, I feel there's something we talked about this before. There's something just kind of about the the Mini Mate form factor that doesn't quite work, you know, with with mm. Muppets. Uh, but they are continuing. And so series two, and this is you know we miss out a little bit in Australia. Um, because the mini mates, um, which I know are quite big at Toys R Us in the States, they don't happen at our Toys R Us here in Australia. So some of the Toys R Us exclusive um, mini mates are hard for us to get. So in uh, the normal series two that you'd be able to get from Diamond or your local coffee coffee shop, there is a trench coat Kermit and a uh, Rolf that I just think is. <laughs> A Rolf that ate Rolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's a Rolf that ate Paris. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, Do you know what this is? Awful. This, this is some kid saying to their father that they want to go as Rolf <laughs> for Halloween. And the poor father has had to build a costume for the kid out of paper mache. <laughs> or carpet and, and the Yeah, and, and this was the final product. <laughs> It's really bad. Um, so, wow. Yeah. Just, and then. Just files on every level. I know. And Rolf is my favorite Muppet. So that's just like, man. Um, and then there's a Dr. Teeth and Animal, Statler and Waldorf, and they look fine. And a Crazy yeah. Harry and, and Mana Mana. Um, but then at Toys R Us only, uh, you get um, a different. Uh, a different packs altogether. Um, Rolf with Dr. Teeth. Uh, Kermit with Animal, and then um, the Pigs in Space. So Captain Link and um, Swine Trek crew member, and first oh, mate, yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah, first mate Piggy and Doctor Julius Strange Pork, and those will only be available at Toys R Us. So there you go. So anyway, I, mm. I, I I'm just not feeling it. No. 
no, no, no. They're not working at all. No, particularly that Rolf is just like red carnival mm. bad. Mm. You can see <laughs> the humans work really well. Yeah, yeah. The, the settler and Waldorf look fine. Yeah. Even animal looks fine, but no. Okay, and uh, something much more exciting for me, at least I really enjoy the Kotobukiya Bashojo line, both the DC and the um, Marvel. And it's been a little while since we had a solicit in this line. The last one, uh, the DC line, the last one that came out was Raven. And uh, it is continuing, and we are getting a uh, Wonder Girl. This is the Cassie version of Wonder Girl with the... um, jeans and um tank top and um yay yeah yeah no no ben's not cold uh look i i just have you know issues with they do this all the time they take a character who was originally meant to be kind of 12 13 and they slowly over time with a uh, with you know a, a few imagey type artists um, suddenly transform them into this um, you know I think just overtly sexual character. I mean if you read the original John Byrne run on Wonder Woman, you know she was meant to be very young. I think that they did the same thing with Marvel's um, Pixie as well. I'm sure Pixie was only meant to be about 13 or 14, and so yeah, I don't know. I just think back to the original John Byrne run of Wonder Woman, and that's how I think of Cassie Ben. I know she's been like this for a, a long time, but I think it's just this particular format is more suited for the the more mature females. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I uh, my first introduction to her was in Teen Titans, and so I've always thought of her as a bit older. Like mm-hmm. that's not, um, but I, it's just, it's great to have a, a particularly a character like this who has not been in the comics in in this version for quite a while. Um, and the new 52 version was really messed up. Um, so being, seeing this, I'm really happy just in terms of the line continuing because I really do enjoy, um, collecting it. So that I think is good news. And it's beautifully sculpted. Like I think the drapery and the tank top and the jeans and everything looks fantastic. So nothing against the, the artist who sculpted it. Yep. Um, good news for me. And that is all of my news. Okay, so I believe I'm next, and uh, I'm going to talk about something from the world of Kickstarter. It's a line called The Animal Warriors of the Kingdom, and it's from a company, I guess, called Spiro Studios, and what they are is uh, three and three-quarter action figures that sort of appear to be Mm -hmm. monkey-inspired, four inches tall, uh, 18 points of articulation. They have elongated uh, torso areas, abdomen areas that, you know, sort of like resemble a a monkey, I guess. Um, they are quite cool looking. Um, at the time of the recording, the Kickstarter was up to just over 12,000 of a 52,000 um, goal that they need to reach. So if you are interested in three and three quarter line, um, head over to Kickstarter and look for um, Animal Warriors of the Kingdom. See if you want to support it or not. To me, they look pretty cool. Um, this uh, variant down the bottom says Series 1 features uh, the main protagonist by the name of Pale and his clear spectral variant, as well as four army builders. So, I mean, they look pretty cool and good hey. Good luck to anyone who starts out to do stuff like this. So, yeah, hey. not, not bad at all. I, I did have to wonder, a bit of a sceptic in me, 
was thinking like, oh, they've made the main character in their supposed mythos the pale guy that requires the least paint application uh, <laughs> to go <laughs> go there. I was wondering if that was just being clever with your budgeting there on the guy that you might be producing the most of. I think um, that this sort of structure where you have limited molds required and interchangeable pieces cast in lots of different colors is a clever way to do something like this because from a Kickstarter point of view, you know, being a bit more um, skeptical um, as I've become, you know, after being screwed over, um, you know, you look at this and go, okay, I can see this actually happening. You know, it's mm. not, it's not like a billion different pieces there that yep. it's, it's actually, you know, um, a set kind of number of pieces in a lot of different versions that actually create something that's, um, visually, I think quite appealing. Like, mm. um, I could see if you, um, and the, we, we've had a bit of conversation with, these guys um, through Facebook, and you know, I think they're really trying to evoke that kind of 70s, 80s, um, yep. just the joy of the mm. four-inch toy line, which has kind of been lost. So, um, But with a reasonable amount of articulation as well for yeah, um, 18 yeah. points. They're pretty decent. I mean, you th- three for f- there's a, a $50 pledge, which gets you a choice of three figures. Well, that's pretty decent. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's great. And i got to say it um, can sometimes – not be the most popular thing, but I actually think one of the best arts to look at at the moment in the action figure world is really clever reuse of parts and mm. swapping parts to make yeah. different figures. And I think that's really been coming to light in some of the Kickstarter stuff we've been seeing in recent is just how clever um, some people can come from, you know, taking arms and putting it on this body and moving this. And it's a completely different figure to what we had here. And it looks like this and, similar stuff that might be coming down the line with this one. And I always like when they include a comic and it's their own mythology as well. What I really like too is you look at the structure that they're offering on Kickstarter and you can see that there's a theme running now. Uh, and I think the the overwhelming success of uh, the Four Horsemen's um, Kickstarter efforts have sort of inspired a few people and you can see that the, the same structure that they offer uh, offered for that has been represented in some of these newer ones. So you're getting the, um, the multi-packs, they're offering paint masters to those people who want to pledge a whole bunch of money, they're doing weapon packs uh, and you know, various things like that. So you know, with any luck, this is the, the start of a pretty cool era where we you know, begin to get uh, lots more of this kind of stuff. Hmm. Good fun. Yeah. Uh, my next bit of news really, really caught me by surprise. Um, Pop Vinyl are going to be making Suicide Squad figures. Um, oh, look out. So the lineup we have uh, El Diablo, uh, Katana, which actually looks pretty good. Yeah. to say. Um, Savage Killer Croc, uh, By Jinga, By Jenga, By Crikey, Bandit, Outback Bandit, Boomerang, <laughs> uh, Leader Rick Flag, yeah. Harley. Oh, Harley. Harley Quinn, is that how you pronounce that? And the Joker. Yay. So they should be on the shelves now. Uh, yeah, they're Deadshot out. Yeah. It's a variant, uh, it looks like, with a white mask. Um, you know, I'm excited for along. that katana. <laughs> like the, um, the, the couple of the statues and things from the movie I've seen, I really like the look of, but I will hold off until I've actually seen the film 
before I decide if I want those or not, but I will definitely get that pop. Oh, did you look at the close-up of Tana? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, scars on her face. Yeah, I noticed that. I didn't notice that in the um, trailer, I have to say. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe a spoiler. (laughs) And they're not shown here, but I thought I saw also some new other Harley Quinn and Joker ones coming out, like Joker in the suits and Harley in her, like, uh, psychiatrist outfit and her prison garb as well. So I think we're also getting a few more Jokers and Harley. Uh, Th- Funko's definitely gone all out on merch for this because there's mystery minis and um, all kinds of things as well. So, um, yeah, I, I have a feeling that this is this movie is going to um, be popular. I think so. The early test screenings were really glowing reviews coming out of that uh, weekend or two ago. So uh, hopefully it gets a good buzz back on DC because Suicide Squad is a good property. I like seeing the villains. Yeah. The, um, there's mystery minis um, for these as well, and they actually look more li- a little bit more like the – oh, no, there's still the new mystery mini kind of format I don't really like. Mm. And we're getting dorbs. <sighs> Got to be dorbs. Yeah, there's dorbs. Mm. I don't know if that's a katana dorb, what? though. Hey, got my attention. Did you say dorbs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh, – And there's mopies. <laughs> yeah. There's mopies. Yeah. Uh, Mopey, uh, seriously. Yeah. What's, a, what's that? What's a Mopey? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually looking at a different news item from the one. Ah, oh, no. Was. I mean, in general, is that a is that a thing? <laughs> a Mopey. It's it's like a sad pop vinyl. It's just right. the heads lower ah, and, and fabric. Yeah. Actually, gotcha. I was thinking of like, you know, Mopies and bleacher creatures. Both of those I find really weird. <laughs> sorry, bleacher creature people, but I think your stuff's funky. Um, anyway, carry on. Okay. Next bit of news comes from, uh, well, the blurb says that Icon, Icon, sorry, I'll start again. Icon heroes are entering the action figure game with a six inch once upon a time TV series hook figure. Uh, so I haven't seen one episode of this. So I don't know anything about it, but, um, all I can say is that with the sculpting and so forth, um, it's pretty impressive. The, the, um, the hook figure. There's also a, another character by the name of Regina, who is uh, she's in the baddie treatment as well. Yeah, and so twenty five dollars each, um, and come with accessories. Uh, Regina's got a mirror. Looks like a couple of other set of hands. And wow, she's basically that the queen from Snow White. <laughs> yeah, basically. And hook comes with a sword, a scabbard, and another replaceable hand for his hook. Uh, um, I mean, this is great, and the, the show's a lot of fun. So, you know, he's hoping it gets plenty of support and we get you know, more figures from the show. But, geez, 25 bucks is starting to creep up. Mm. Yeah. It's becoming the norm. Now, yeah. Is that being Icon Heroes, is that 25 US or? Uh, I assume so. I'd say yeah, so. I would say so, yeah. Because yeah. that is the Aussie Icon Heroes, isn't it? I'm not thinking of a different. Not to my knowledge. Hmm. Mm. Oh, looks good. Uh, you know, uh, more companies in the game is uh, you know, only a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. And I guess I better do some. Me, yeah. Thanks, man. I better do right. some talking. And I feel like we're reporting in on these guys on a pretty regular basis now. And that is uh, Mezco and their One Twelve Collective or One Twelfth Collective. Uh, this is the six-inch line of super figures. Um, can we just start calling them super super figures? They're like six inch figures with 
extra stuff? Yeah. Or should we just yeah. <laughs> well, only look, six-inch figures with full cloth outfits, swap out hands, heads, accessories, uh, the whole shebang. Uh, we've talked about Marvel. We've talked about DC. We're going to be talking about Star Trek later in the show. And Mezco have uh, solicited their 112 Collective Space Ghost. And Space Ghost comes with his trusty monkey um, lip. And this guy is kitted out. So Space Ghost is uh, in his traditional uniform, which looks to be a full body suit. It looks like it even covers the feet as well. Um, his, uh, his trusty yellow cape is wide, so you can oppose it. Uh, and even Blip is articulated, apparently. But um, the really cool thing about this figure that caught my attention is if you're not aware, Space Ghost has these, um, these gauntlets on his wrist that allow him to project different kinds of blasts. And it actually comes with a whole bunch of accessories that you can attach to his hands to simulate those blasts. So there is one, two, three, four, five, looks like six different kinds of attachments that you can stick onto his hands. And they look bloody awesome. Well, yeah. It's uh, very impressive. I love me a bit of Space Ghost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've already pre-ordered this, so I'm so excited. Yeah, nice. That's a lot of fun. So uh, in addition to all those, uh, those blast um, attachments and blip uh, and a base, we get multiple hands, uh, two, four, six, eight different hands. There's everything from um, fists to hands that look like they're operating the bracelets to shoot a ray, and we get a swap-out portrait. So we've got the uh, the open mouth gritted teeth portrait and the closed mouth uh, poised portrait. Mm. Wow, this is good stuff. This is uh, this is exceptional. Uh, I mean, mm. did you ever read the? Um, I think DC did the graphic novel a few years ago. Oh, uh, the Alex Ross. Yeah, novel yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was quite creepy on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this space ghost, but uh, ever ever since I read that, you know, I sort of rekindled a few things, and I collected down the, the six inch uh, one a while ago, and a few other bits and pieces, and the and the talk show, of course. And yeah, that's uh, my, my yeah. knowledge of it. <laughs> but yeah, this, this is, is bringing back some really good memories. This is uh, really good, good really, fun. Really good. Yeah. yeah, and it goes to sh- it's just starting to. Um, give us an idea of the depth that Mezco seem to be prepared to go to because you, you have to wonder while they're busy handling the likes of Marvel, DC, you know, Fleetway slash Dread, uh, et cetera, the Star Trek, which is Paramount. Um, they've obviously found the time to wander off to the owners of Hanna-Barbera to chase up Space Ghost. So huh. this is amazing. I'm just yeah. – I'm really excited with San Diego just around the corner to see who else they've got up their sleeve. Oh, can you imagine yeah. a blue falcon? <laughs> yeah. Bird man. Well, they, oh, I read an interview um, this week where they they name checked um, Ghostbusters. Um, yep. Oh, yes, like yes. A, uh, and Frazetta. They have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Yep. Oh, man. Some death deal love. Yeah. I just need to be alone for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from that before things get creepy. Um, <laughs> Too late. There's <laughs> been a, a whole lot of Marvel Legends talk in the last month or so for upcoming waves. We knew there was an X-Men wave coming. We knew there was more, uh, I guess we're calling them Captain America and Spider-Man waves coming. There was speculation. We knew some figures that were in the waves, but um, we didn't have any 
uh, clear details on which versions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we got news this week that we have seen the final lineup for the next Spider-Man Marvel Legends. I don't think there's any infinite in there anymore. I think it's just Marvel Legends Spider-Man wave. So the builder figure is that character we all, you know, we just couldn't make enough demand for, and that is Space Venom. Yay! Hooray! Space Venom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't don't do anyone useful like Mr. Hyde. You, you go for space venom. All right. Now, according to a source close to me, uh, Hasbro <laughs> have said that Spider-Man uh, continues to be their best-selling yeah. theme across yeah. Marvel Legends. Uh, isn't that right, Eddie? Yep. And they <laughs> seem to spend a, a lot more money on on the Spider-Man waves. It seems the paint yeah. apps seem to be a lot better, and you know yeah. the extra add-ins. Yeah. Yeah, so on the, hot on the heels of the Walgreens Namor, uh, we heard about the Walgreens Punisher, uh, which is based on the Jim Lee look from Punisher War Journal, so he's got the really lame headband. Uh, however, he does come in with a swap-out portrait that doesn't have the lame headband. He doesn't have leg warmers, um, but he's kitted out with weapons. Uh, he appears to have uh, his rocket launcher. He's got a grenade launcher and uh, some kind of really... White. Yeah, he's got... That's yeah. the you know that's the that's the grenade Tommy. launcher. Oh, okay. The left hand looks to be a sort of a based on the M60. Oh, M60, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's the Punisher. Keep an eye out for him at Walgreens. But the lineup for the Spider-Man at Marvel Legends Wave coming soon uh, is uh, we're getting Silk, who uh, comes with a swap-out portrait, which is actually kind of neat. Um, trying to work out if there's anything. Oh, actually, she looks like she's got one of those extra, extra bits. That- yeah, that goes around her neck yeah. so that when she pulls the um, – her costume only covers kind of up over her nose and covers her mouth so her eyes are exposed. So much like the Spider-Gwen, if you choose to put the uh, the alternate head on, you can just put the, the thing around her neck to make it look like her costume uh, – sorry, her, her face cover is down and her face cover. Is that – you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving along. Her kerchief, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're getting a new Hobgoblin, which, um, yeah, mm. look, I'm a bit mm. dubious on that one because I think the other one is fantastic, so that's a bit of a waste. Best ever. But I think we've discussed this before, and it's just because we've got this doesn't mean that everybody else has. Hobgoblin mm. is a hard figure to find. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually don't have that original um, sort of stern era Hobgoblin. I've got the demonish design that they did, um, but not the... Uh, classic uh, regular face. Didn't they really just do Hobgoblin as a builder figure? Uh, that yeah, that was the Phil Urich version from mm, okay. it's different different style. Yeah, of which the original Hobgoblin allowed him to keep being the new Hobgoblin as long as he pays him money. But anyway, mm. oh, fair enough. Like yeah, you know, it's like franchising. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah, that's, franchising that's old villain ideas, villain yeah. ideas. Yeah. yeah. There was actually a mini-series about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're getting a new Peter Parker figure, which is um, a pretty nifty-looking figure because it's based on a new team buck uh, they've developed. So oh. this is that kind of very early-on Spider-Man, um, which you think would have a bit of a Ditko mask, but it doesn't. Um, uh, this is uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. So oh, it's, is it? Uh, yeah, Bagley design. Ah, oh, cool. Which is where the head also comes from. Yeah, I forgot to mention the Hobgoblin actually has a swap-out portrait with a demonic head, which is kind of awkward. Um, the other thing is I don't, what I don't like about the Hobgoblin figure is he actually has a tattered cape, which is actually incorrect. Boo, his details. 
Um, we're getting an Ashley Barton Spider Girl. If you're not sure who Ashley Barton Spider Girl is, she's actually a character from the Old Man Logan storyline. She's actually a villain. Yeah. If you didn't know, uh, we're getting a Miles Morales in his uh, his sort of black and red traditional costume. Looks like he's got some swap out hands and a head as well. It looks like in the top corner there. The photo yeah. kind of cuts it off, but I think we're getting his unmasked head too. Mm. Oh yeah, it does too. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that leaves an updated Electro who comes yep. with both his um, classic head and the updated John Byrne um, head as well. So Can I can yeah. I say, I called this. When we Good. saw Electro, I was like, I bet he comes with a swap head with that bald <laughs> head. And I was right. But kind of disappointed he doesn't have swappable hands. You kind of, it looks like you're stuck with him in the electric hands. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if, that, if that's a um. Oh. Now, do you think those effects on his hands are new? Because I'm going to be talking about some new effects in my next bit of news. I'm just trying to work out—is that something? That I was... think they're the ones from the mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Fox Electro hands. Oh, they look <laughs> like, but it's hard to tell with this. Less said about that, the better. But yeah. Gosh, I mm, love the classic Electro head. I think that's fantastic. Look, you know, I'm um. I'm a bit mixed about this wave. I think, you know, Ashley Barton, um, Silk, uh, even the updated Electro are a win for me. I, I don't normally like apology figures, but I think the original Electro is a bit kind of um, a bit dated. Uh, Miles Morales is, is pretty cool. So um, I think this is one where I might not keep the builder figure, but I might get the whole wave. Made it for your Guardians of the Galaxy set. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on to my next bit of news, and speaking of apology figures, hey, here's an entire wave of apology figures. Seriously, <laughs> is every reissued character an apology figure? Is that even yes. a thing? I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I have to say I find that a really tiresome term. No, that's why I keep using it. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness, like most of the ones in this wave that were like, well, they, they did this figures before and they actually did almost half this wave in a wave in the toy biz days that was over 12 years ago yeah might even be 13 now and a couple of these (laughs) couple of these characters were in a really hard to get um walmart exclusive wave so and most of these figures aren't hard to come by now it's not like uh, phoenix or havoc go for a lot of money but anyway what we are getting in the new X-Men wave is... You're, you're a, a hard figure. audience, Ben. You're a hard I am. audience. I am. Well, look, I, you know, I can see... This is where I'm a little bit confused. I, I can understand that for a long time the Juggernaut was a hard figure to find and went for a great deal of money. Um, the builder figure for this new X-Men wave is the Juggernaut. And, uh, yeah, he used to sell for, for big bucks when people sold their collections or sold them on eBay, etc. But then Marvel Select went and came out with uh, a phenomenal version of the Juggernaut. Like, it's absolutely amazing. So I'm, I'm a bit curious why, you know, Hasbro decided to go down this road. I wonder whether, you know, there's either pressure from Marvel uh, to do that. I just think there would be numerous options uh, for characters to go with over the Juggernaut, but uh, obviously they deem him popular enough to include I'm, I'm going to stake my claim now. I think within two years we'll get a builder figure of Juggalossus. Gross. That's I, I'm I'm putting my what why we think happens in the action figure world 
their mm. placements. I think that's why they went him is because he's a buck you can well, they're, reuse. They're going to need to apologize to me about that. Yeah, you don't like checker losses? What? No. Grief. Oh, not, a, not, not as a interesting storyline. Sorry, not as a builder figure. I, I, I think it's a bit too one note. For, I'm sure I believe you totally. I'm sure you're right, but I would feel like that would be a bigger waste mm. of a builder figure yeah. than this. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's so unlike Hasbro and um, Marvel to put together Marvel Legend, Legends, you know, based on figures that have appeared a few times, aka Ashley Barton, Spider Girl, <laughs> <laughs> who I think actually has less than twenty appearances total. Yet she's managed to score herself a figure. Uh, but anyway, moving on, we are getting Havoc, which is uh, the Summers brother, and this is in his more updated costume, so he no longer has the big Neil Adams um, fins coming off the top of his head, but he remains in his uh, traditional black and silver costume. So this is on the updated Black Panther buck. Um, what I love about this figure is uh, the new accessories for um, his hands. So we saw those new energy effects for the Scarlet Witch, and we're getting some groovy ones here with mm. Havoc. They look great. They do. Very nice. I wish they could do something for the attachment for the head. That would be good, wouldn't it? Like a big well, spiral. Yeah, it would be nice to to get the swap out head too. But uh, I think we're actually being spoiled with accessories, particularly when we talk about uh, Deadpool, who's also yeah. in this wave, and he comes kitted out with I think more pieces than any other Marvel Legends figure in history. Um, this dude has got pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. Not that there's any bias. Um, look, he comes yeah. with a successful superhero film. That's big. <laughs> He comes with two katanas. He comes with two pistols. He comes with a uh, uh, a shotgun, a rocket launcher, which has a hilariously attached boxing glove on the end of it. Uh, something that I don't recognise. Some sort of wacky, uh, futuristic-looking gun, uh, a knife, and he has a swap-out portrait, the unmasked uh, Deadpool with uh, full scarring, etc. And of course, he comes with a taco. Yeah, that's, so, that I gotta say, as a long-time Deadpool fan, that's my favorite accessory because they could have given him a chimichanga, which Law the merchandise tends to reference, even though it was like a very short period in his run. But he's a fan of all Mexican food, so the fact that they didn't give him a chimichanga, they gave him a taco, makes me very happy. Excellent, very yep. happy. This guy comes with 10 accessories, and uh, I don't think there's anyone else that comes close to that. Yeah. That's without the Build-A-Figure piece as well. Oh. Yeah. So, all right, um, we're getting a new cable. Uh, hopefully this guy has a little bit of uh, size to him. The original cable was uh, a pretty decent figure, but he was woefully undersized. Mm. This is an updated cable. He comes with two big-ass guns, a uh, belt of ammo, which I assume will attach to one of those guns. He looks... Yeah, it, yeah, it does, because those guns are the forge guns from the two-pack days. Oh, really? They're that so, old? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Goes in that. And it looks like he's on uh, the nuke buck. Ah, those trousers that we were thinking they must yeah. have other plans for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. And he's got some uh, pretty fancy greaves happening on those shins. As well, which um, nuke actually doesn't have. So mm. that's yeah. obviously yeah, an extra... Added piece. Um, all right, moving through there, we get a new Wolverine. This one was uh, a lot of speculation going on when Wolverine was announced as being in this way because everyone went, oh, there's no way we would get another Wolverine. Um, it must be the Laura Kinney 
X23 version of Wolverine in her new um, blue and yellow Wolverine costume, which I would have been very keen for. I think she's overdue a new figure because the other one's hideous. Um, (laughs) But no, this is Wolverine in his traditional brown and tan costume, which I'm actually pretty excited about because the original one um, is nice, Mm. but the claws were horrendously done and I don't think anyone has a brown Wolverine with straight claws because of the soft uh, plastic, uh, and it's not just a reuse of an existing buck either. They've redone the boots with the the flared bits coming up past the knees, etc. So um, that's nice that they've gone for a bit of a classic. Uh, there, the brown is too skinny, leading down to his abs. That <laughs> should be coming off his chest. Mm. Anyway, truth, truth. All right, uh, we're getting a new Kitty Pride, and I think it's a shame that poor old Kitty Pride never managed to get another costume. Yeah, uh, she seems to be stuck in that um, that kind of standard Xavier school uniform thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it it really it does my head in that not one single person at Marvel can give this person uh, this character a costume that. Um, you know, is a combination of perhaps this outfit and, uh, and you know, her classic two-tone blue outfit. Oh, with the I would have loved that costume. Yeah, yeah I mean, that that's such a – I love that Shadowcat, um, you know, Excalibur-y type costume. I would have loved a figure of that for sure. Well, I think it's, it's horrendously dated, that costume. So even in the comics, why she hasn't had an updated version that sort of um, uses that colour scheme but in a, a newer mm. outfit instead of just constantly drawing her in, in this outfit. Um, but I suppose there is a win here with this. Um, this is the standard sort of black and yellow uh, costume that we've seen her in for a long time. But I think this means that, you know, it wouldn't be that hard for us to get that mirage, a magma, um, and the rest of the new mutants. Um, she comes with a few bits and pieces. She comes with a uh, little purple dragon we know as Lockheed uh, and something that's actually really cool, and that is the Magneto-styled head um, that we'd heard plenty of rumours about. Um, so if you've got your Red Skull head sitting on your Onslaught figure, you'll finally have the option of swapping that out for the Magneto-style head. So that's kind of cool that Hasbro um, have taken the time to do that because they could have easily passed on that and just moved on. Mm. So very cool. Mm. All right, powering along um, with the rest of the clan, um, we are also getting a new Iceman who um, is probably the most exciting figure in the way for me because this guy is translucent. And uh, I think he's looking pretty cool. I think if you're a classic fan, you might be a little disappointed with the spiky head and everything, but I think the original Iceman is actually a horror. Um, I can't get mine to stand up. Yeah. Uh, not on apology figures, but this one's nice. Now, can I ask you a question with this one? And I do apologize because it might take away from the figure for you, but is this the new teen buck that they have him on? Uh, it's awfully narrow, isn't it? It does look very thin. I'd say, but the hands are definitely new because he's got spikes on his hands. Mm. I'm trying it's to not the Spider-Man one, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like the teen mm. Spider-Man buck that they've gone. So yeah, it might be a bit of a smaller, younger Iceman. Bobby's never been a particularly big guy, so maybe they've just chosen yeah. to go with a smaller buck. Um, and the last figure in the wave is one we don't really care about, and uh, we're finally getting a rogue. Uh, <laughs> do we talk about Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, Phoenix, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jean, Jean Grey's in there. Because, yeah. you know, she hasn't had a figure for ages. 
Yeah. She's never been done in this costume either. Yeah. And Phoenix is an underappreciated storyline that they never use. <laughs> okay, so this is Jean Grey in her traditional green and yellow Phoenix outfit, the one that we've had before. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have one of those figures and you didn't get the updated Jim Lee, then here's your opportunity to get another Jean Grey figure because, you know, she's been dead for a decade. But that's just me. And, well, <laughs> I, I just, it, honestly, I just, I cannot understand why she made it into the wave. I just, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. You know, she hasn't been prominent for a long time. We've had two figures of her. Certainly not in, in that costume. In, I, I think she's the budget one of the wave. This is the, we've got the buck, we've got the strap. I think, is that even a reused head? I feel like we've seen that hair. Uh, it's it's an odd-looking head. I thought the hair was a bit weird. It wasn't working for me. Yeah. I think that's actually Medusa's hair, isn't it? Just yeah, that's. Re- I think it might be. Repurposed? Yeah, so I think this is the, this is where we're saving the money to give mm. Deadpool all his accessories. Well, because that sash wouldn't be new. That'd be a Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Sash. Yeah. 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 Okay, and the last figure is Rogue. Yeah. I like her accessory. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm a little excited for this one. If I didn't already have a kick-ass custom, I'd be absolutely <laughs> drooling. So I was trying to downplay it. No one, up, no one picked up on on that. So anyway, no one picked up on what? Sorry, that I was downplaying. Just saying that the last figure is rogue and leaning into that. I'm not going, yay, yippee, woohoo, my girl's getting an action figure, mass-produced action figure, blah, 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 but yeah, thanks for nothing, guys. You, you really need to send Hasbro your custom list for the next couple of years, guys. <laughs> this is what I'm making. Don't make any of these. No, oh, he, needs, he needs to make them, otherwise yeah, it doesn't right. come for, true. Yeah, yeah, can, you, can you make me a T-Ray just so we can... Well, you know, I, I made Red Guardian and, and they, made, um, they made him and I made a... Uh, uh, Sharon Carter, and they made her, and then I finished my Rogue, and then we got Rogue, so we're doing well. Mm. If well, well, what are you um, working on now? We'll go to next uh, Look, I, I, I have to do Captain Marvel for Scott, so... Yay! And then, you know, the you a custom one. and yeah. a mass-produced yeah, one. Yeah. A Brie Larson. That's right. No. Anyway, so look, I, you know, I don't know what's going on. Rogue's head is, um, like, that bandana's just throwing me a little bit. I'm not... Yeah, it was, it's not... Yeah. It's not going to look like that stop. when we get it. No. Well, I actually think the one in the promo shot looks a bit iffy. Like it's um, the hair is really kind of awkward, and then the the way the I don't know whether that bandana is sort of flicking back around her hair, mm. yeah, or something. Oh, maybe I can stick the head of my custom on this one. So, mm. it's, yeah, but the rest of it looks good. She's, um, you know, I'll take any any rogue. She's long, long, long overdue. I mean, I, I find it astonishing that there's figures that are getting their, their third and fourth um, characters getting their third or fourth figure and, you know, Rogue effectively hasn't been done since the X-Men wave. So, all right, and my last bit of news is uh, I think this has happened a few times now just before San Diego Comic-Con that uh, a couple of action figure sets have snuck onto eBay and they've turned out to be the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. I think that happened with the, the Deadpool set from memory and someone on ebay has a set of figures in the three and three quarter scale uh which is also marvel legends and it features uh howard the duck the collector lockjaw cosmo and moon boy so a bit of an eclectic set but they tie nicely into the whole guardians of the galaxy 
cosmic mm. thing. And it yeah. looks like shit. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not I, feeling. I, I was wondering because I'm playing conspiracy theorist tonight. Was this maybe like little pieces that they'd had sculpted already? to go as add-ons to other things for the Marvel Universe line. And then they're like, oh, well, we've got all these bits tooled and around. Why don't we just make a collector and say it's all part of his uh, set? Yeah. This, to me, looks like someone at Hasbro has gone to their boss and said, hey, boss, we need to get moving on you know, the, the Marvel Universe um, San Diego Comic Con exclusive you know, box set. And the boss has gone, yeah, okay, you've got 50 bucks to spend. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing I do really like here is, uh, so he's got some little character accessories to collect, but he's also got some cool accessories in here with the Casket of Winter, the Wanderwa Tomb, the Zodiac Key and that as well. So some nice little accessory additions you can add to your characters as well. Certainly in that three and three quarter scale, um, you know, they've done a lot of inhumans, so Lockjaw would kind of make, you know, sense from a um completing that well we haven't had Gorgon but we had all the others, you know, like point of view. Um but yeah, but you know, this we obviously don't know uh for sure what this is, where it's gonna fit, whether they're all actually part of the same set, etc. Mm-hmm. Um so time will tell. Yeah, I think Moon Boy is the odd one out. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. But I hope for you Marvel Universe collectors that you can eventually get a Devil Dinosaur. Hmm. And uh, 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 that's my news. Hey, it's done. Uh, so that brings me through onto my side, and I have a few sideshow pieces for you. First up, I have the full solicitation for the Darth Maul premium format figure. He's looking to set you back 520 credits. Uh, and as we talked about last week, I mean, the sculpt on this uh, might be the best Darth Maul in terms of capturing Ray Park under makeup. Uh, there it does just look amazing and in that classic uh, double-bladed stance almost standing between the doorways when he was revealed to Obi-Wan on Qui-Gon just a very nice uh, fairly straight pose but really looking great here a little bit of swish in his uh, bottom robes there but a really fantastic piece and obviously a popular character that many people probably missed out it was one of the first premium formats so Good that uh, there's a second chance. I love it. I think this is phenomenal. I think the, yeah, it's the sculpt, the, the poise, um, I think the base is not overdone, so it doesn't actually detract from the rest of the figure. Um, you know, they've made phenomenal use of the premium format, format so to speak, um, in terms of the robes. Uh, I just think it looks amazing. Uh, I agree. It's blown me away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't own premium format figures um, from anything other than Marvel and DC with a couple of small exceptions of like Conan and Hellboy. But um, you know, looking at my reward points, this is a, a huge temptation for me. Uh, what I did laugh was when this was finally up for pre-order uh, at Sideshow, the internet uh, statue groups, star, sorry, the, the Facebook statue groups uh, were in full flight as expected with their comments and, the number of people that just went on and on about the fact that this piece doesn't actually have a light-up saber 
um, was just amazing. People were saying, oh, for that kind of money, and he doesn't have a light-up saber. You know, this is a complete fail, 520 bucks, and, and you know, no LED components. Uh, and then, you know, uh, are these the same people that are prepared to drop $1,500 yes. for an statue yes. that, you know, gets solicited without even being painted. Yeah. Um, these people <laughs> are putting their names down for XM statues, yeah. you know, based on 3D uh, yeah. You know, images and it hasn't even been printed or painted yet. They're bitching and moaning about five hundred and twenty bucks from sideshow. Mm. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> very true. And the thing I always think is, how long are you actually going to have that turned on for? You, do you turn it on every night? Do you plug it in, or do you <laughs> look at it like three times and then well, go, like oh, I don't my, want to wear it? You know, bowl, bowl. the the um, I think the only uh, all the light up stuff with the six scale. Um, that I've got with, uh, you know, Darth Vader and, um, you know, Luke, Obi-Wan. I think probably the only time I lit them up was when I opened them because, you know, I'm, I mean, maybe some people meticulously go through and, you know, like Christmas lights and turn them on every night and then turn them off before they go to bed. But, uh, uh I mean, the other thing is too, uh, many of these statues, uh, and, you know, not naming names, but Sideshow is one of them. Um, many statues with light-up features uh, are notorious for for breaking. Um, you know, I very rarely light up my Green Lantern premium oh, no. format statue because uh, I see people selling statues all the time, like Iron Man premium format, saying that you know the the palm repulses don't light up anymore, and uh, it's really not that uncommon. But you know, we we red carded Sideshow a while ago for uh, for this reason. But there's a couple of images in the uh, promotional shots here of Darth Maul with the tiniest writing you've ever seen in the bottom right-hand corner that says lighting added for effect. And it's in the tiniest font. You've you've actually got to use your little um, zoom tool to actually read what it says. It's so tiny. Unless you've got like a 600-inch monitor. So, yeah, it looks stunning. Stunning piece. Really good. Uh, Now for my next bit of news uh, and something – uh, that might make you a little bit jealous, Ben, because I know you are such jealous. a fan of the property. I picked up my ticket for the advanced screening of Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows uh, no, for tomorrow night. So I'll <laughs> try not to give away too much because I know you are desperately waiting uh, to see I'm, this movie. Um, and I'm, not, I'm not jealous, mate. I might be. Uh, I might be envious, but I'm not jealous. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's kind of like a nasty shade of green with envy. Uh, now, uh, in hype for the latest blockbuster Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadow. How the hell do you know it's going to be a blockbuster? I challenge that. <laughs> the first one was such a piece of shit that I'm hoping people have learned their lesson. No, but this one has something that I'll get to. Uh, so we have from Vault Productions, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Leonardo out of the shadows, uh, large sculpture figure. This is him based on the new look he has in the sequels, uh, which judging from the picture on the bottom of the Sideshow page, looks like he has a bit of a Homer Simpson muzzle uh, going on oh my. there on his face. But I am slightly preferring this look to the look of the first film. Um, but, yeah, it, it does seem like a very large price point for a film that wasn't necessarily well taken from 
the adult fan base, but they are doing a lot of premium format stuff for this property. Goodness me, they are. What, yeah, what so also, yeah, also we do have uh, probably what are people like me, the biggest selling point for actually returning to the cinema for this film. They're introducing Bebop and Rocksteady uh, into this new movie world, and we are definitely getting large uh, collector statues of them as well. So we have Rocksteady uh, in his full leather gear biker with his Negan baseball bat there and a Bebop in all his warthog glory with uh, removable uh, punk sunglasses there. So you can see what he looks like uh, underneath and holding his chains and that there. And uh, there's some incredible detail, particularly on Bebop. Uh, mm. I actually reckon he looks quite fantastic. Uh, but, yeah, just already up. That's over $1,000 US in statue pre-order for uh, this film property. They're pretty reasonably priced. I mean, 300 mm. and sort of you know, 50-ish if you average it out uh, for mm-hmm. one-fifth scale. Um, I mean, we were just talking about Darth Maul being 520 for one-quarter scale, so... The prices aren't too bad, and there's a promo shot of Bebop and Rocksteady together, and they look great. Yeah, they are oh. some very cool designs. I'll be interested to see if we get a Krang, if they do well, because that could look fantastic in the statue form. But have we seen much from Vault before? I, I was, their name's not too familiar. Yeah, just thinking the same thing, so I'm not familiar okay. with them at all. Uh, so it might be interesting to keep our eyes out for maybe some future things that they do um, as they grab different properties there and my last bit of news uh comes from uh, the good smile company uh with the the table museum figma figure the vitruvian man so this is your classic was it uh leonardo da vinci yep leonardo da vinci who painted the vitruvian man he's the man that has his arms spread out with different arms coming out legs in different poses, almost like a running thing. Sort of your classic uh, weird design of early anatomy there. It's a very famous (laughs) image. I'm sure most people have come across at some point in their life. And now you can have a figure of him. So you can have him just with his four limbs and uh, his privates there hanging (laughs) through, but it's art, so, you know, you can't just shoot. Or you can have the extra limbs added on into some sort of... Wow. Weird creature man I running through. I don't this. understand why. Well, you can't pose this without having the extra attachments because otherwise you just have a nude looking angry man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. true. It kind of looks like, yeah, Steve Coogan from something. Just does, really angry it? naked <laughs> Steve Coogan. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It's, it's wow. kind of weird that they've shown him in a running position, but, you know, he's managing to keep his junk from flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Um, this uh, it is comes like out with swap-out junk, so you can... Yeah, swap-out kind of, junk? Yeah. 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 So putting the, the static junk on or the running yeah. junk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the, um, if this turns up at Toys R Us? I mean, they have filled over with the Breaking Bad figures. <laughs> Americans this don't like nudity. It's different when it's art. It's the difference between art and pornography. Oh, sure. Because I say so. This is actually the fifth figure in a series of yeah. famous famous artwork inspired. I remember the yeah, there was the the thinker and um, uh, Venus without mm. the arms. Yeah, it's the Who I don't know who the other three. 
Yeah. Uh, I think the, yeah. the Vitruvian Man is certainly phenomenal. Like, uh, I mean, pretty much anything by Da Vinci is um, is worth a, a study. But whether it deserved an action figure, I don't know yeah, whether it's, I think it's really kind good. of. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it comes with a backdrop so that you can actually, you know, give it the the Vitruvian Man feel. So you know, it's got the the square and the circle printed on it, so you can sort of have the proper effect of the you know the the, the anatomical proportions etc but i don't know that you would once you actually set it up in the the classic vitruvian man pose that there's much that you'd actually want to do with it um yeah i i look forward to the tom hanks movie where he opens the figure up and finds the clue for the next i see what you did there yeah thank you yeah and that uh, will bring my news to a close. Uh, so we'll be right back with our next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Well, hey there, guys and gals. You know what? This is John, your good friend engineer nerd from TDandFilmToys.com, and I'm back with another installment of Name That. And the last time I left you, I left you with this spooky sci-fi sound. We'll tap him with the light! Don, he'll destroy the spaceship! We've lost! Better find another ship! Let's try the kitchen! <laughs> another trial! Well, I was kind of surprised that nobody had got this as of the time of recording, because this is from the 1979 Alien action figure. You might remember that. It was the one that we all saw in the JCPenney catalog and we wanted, but no mother would buy it for us because it was a rated R movie and um, the alien burst out of the guy's chest and, well, you know how it goes. Mom's ruining kids' fun for decades now. Anyway, um, I've always wanted one of those. I will probably never see one in my lifetime. But, you know, that might have been too hard, so we'll, we'll play a new sound this week, and we're going to put that right here. You can build higher ground and launch the heroes to safety. Drive back the evil forces. Will they escape? <laughs> One more time. You can build higher ground and launch the heroes to safety. Drive back the evil forces. Will they escape? And you guys know how this is played by now. You go over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com. You make a guess in the name that thread. You get the guess right. You get forum points. If you get enough forum points, you can get fortune and glory all over the internet or a uh, pair of um, Eddie socks. I, I think that's what the prize is this week. I don't know if they're washed or not. So, um, you know, win with your own caution, I guess. And if that's too tough, you could come over and play TVandFilmToys.com. Uh, picture version of this game, but it's going to be down this week. We've been getting a lot of spam, so I had to kind of turn off the comments for a while. So don't worry, it's coming back. We're, we're working on a couple technical things to make it a little better. So anyway, until next time, this is John saying peace out. Kenner presents you alien action figure. Hey, Paul, quick, shut the airlock. The alien's locked out now. He got through. Give up. Alien can't be beat. We'll tap him with the light. Don, he'll destroy the
a spaceship. We've lost. Better find another ship. Let's try the kitchen. <laughs> another triumph for Alien. Alien action figure. New from Kenner. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items in our collection. The first Toy of the Week is Ben, so over to you, Ben. Well, thank you kindly, sir. Uh, After a bit of a pause, I have decided to revisit the world of Funko Pop vinyls. and. Yes, in my recent celebration of uh, another successful circumnavigation of the sun, I received a a number of these guys for my birthday. And uh, one of them I'm looking at in particular uh, is a bit of a standout for Marvel, and that is the Taskmaster, or just Taskmaster, as he's known here. Uh, I actually thought this was pretty exciting when these guys got announced because I think there's been a pretty strong focus on the movie figures, uh, and I'm not a big fan of the movie figures. I just want to stay consistent to my comic universe. Uh, not that I don't like them. I just uh, have a you know particular look and feel. Uh, so seeing these guys get some love was, was pretty exciting, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, paint a bit later on but I do like to buy these in hand so I had to wait until these actually showed up at my local store rather than order them from an e-tailer. So getting right into it, this is a 2016 release and I got it a couple of weeks ago Um, now this is a Marvel pop vinyl so that means it is a bobblehead so you have that uh, weird little spring and uh, one thing you have to be careful of with the, the Marvel ones is you get them out of their little plastic uh, prison and suddenly the head just goes crazy because the way the spring has actually been attached inside um, sort of the, the head of the figure over the, the neck piece, um, you can never quite tell whether it's been centrally sort of placed. So as soon as this head comes out, they can often suddenly twist to one side and, and things like that and go a bit crazy under the tension of the spring. So... Uh, with this guy, I actually had to do a little bit of finagling to sort of try and turn it around and at least have him looking straight ahead. Um, but being a pop vinyl, he is around 10.5 centimetres tall, so that's about 4 and one eighth inches. Uh, pretty standard. This guy's a normal size pop. Uh, they go for around 10 bucks, but you can get sort of bundle deals if you get uh, you know more than one. Now, in terms of packaging, well, uh, tell me, is this uh, not the most... Um, common pop culture marketing tool in the world at the moment right now. Like highly recognisable. It is just, it's astonishing. Like there there must be, I can't think of anything that that has more um, visual acknowledgement than than these guys. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the material that Donald Trump uses to build his wall because I'm just saying (laughs) pop (laughs) pop days everywhere. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yeah. no. Uh, inadvertently, the Chinese will pay for it. Um, <laughs> look, uh, it's kind of hard to comment on the pop final packaging now because uh, it hasn't changed since day one. Uh, I've got a Darth Vader that came out very, very early when pop finals first got going, and, and there was probably only a couple of dozen. Uh, and I can see it from where I'm sitting right now, and comparing the Taskmaster, it really hasn't changed. You've still got that standard approach with the, the you know the logo up the top, the name of the character down the bottom. You've got the graphic on the left-hand side. So in, this is a window box, uh, nice big window on the front, sort of two-third window on the side, and it really hasn't changed. Um, 
I find that surprising. I, I really wonder why Funko, with all their variants and things like that and their exclusives for, for certain comic shows and other trade shows and things like that, that they haven't made an effort to change the colouring of the box at least away from the white box we do get the sort of the secondary highlight color uh, and in this case the taskmaster is blue uh I, I just think with something like star wars that if you reverse the colors and had a black box with white writing it would uh, really stand out quite well with something like the stormtrooper armor but uh, i don't know maybe we can save that when we oh, follow right. up with them um, yeah Brian one day. well that's the other thing uh, you know that standard uniform approach i actually find though that uh my one of my local pop culture stores has a phenomenal display of pop finals. Like, it is gigantic. But when I stand back and look at them, I actually find it quite overwhelming. I'm, I'm sort of scanning along all the mm. characters. And, of course, then you're hitting pops that you don't recognise. So you're stopping to read who the character is. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's that guy from Serenity or something like that. And so it's I find it a lot to actually take in. Um, what they have started doing is putting aside a small area with the, all the new pops. And so yeah. if you're in there a couple of yeah. times a week, you can at least stay on top of the new stuff without having to scan, you know, the Great Wall of China pops, um, you know, to see. I, I, like, I actually have to scan to try and find the Marvel section. And it's not until a, a Wolverine stands out or one of the, the 1,200 Deadpools. But right. um, yeah. um, <laughs> one of the things I do like about this is the, these characters tend to come out in waves. If you flip this box around, you'll see that Taskmaster came in the same wave as the Green Goblin, uh, Iron Spider, and a reissued uh, Black Suit Spider-Man, uh, all individually numbered, and it actually shows you the numbers, which I think is actually pretty cool. So uh, this guy is number 124, uh, and I assume that is 124 in terms of all the Marvel Pops released. I don't think they differentiate between uh, comic universe, cinematic universe. I think they just continue to, to number them as they come out. But anyway, so look, yeah, you've seen one box, you've seen them all. Um, now, in terms of sculpt, getting onto the fun stuff, the reason I picked this guy is he's actually quite busy compared to a lot of the, the Funko Pops. Most of them don't have uh, a lot of accessories going on. You might get a gun in a hand or, or something like that. But the Taskmaster is a character that's well known for being kitted out. Um, he's an Avengers villain from a long time back. He has photo reflexes uh and as a kid i thought that was the coolest sounding thing that if he saw somebody do something he could actually mimic it um and so he could throw a shield as well as captain america etc and so i was always confused as to why he would get beaten all the time but anyway moving on um he is kitted out with a lot of stuff and they've done a pretty good job of representing that with the pop so before I, I get to the, the lower half, we'll start with the top half, and that is that ginormous head. Uh, and I think they've done a fantastic job of sculpting that skull mask that he wears with the cowl over the top. Um, we've got sort of the recessed jaw bones, et cetera, and the teeth are quite prominent, um, and the hood looks good. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, not... Um, what's the, the word I'm looking for? It's not shallow. It's actually quite prominent compared to the skull, so it does actually look like he's got a, a hood over... Pronounced, thank you. Yes, the, the widow's pleasure. peak of the hood is quite pronounced over the top of the skull mask. So he does actually look pretty groovy. And uh, one of the tadpoles came up today while I was looking at him and she went, eh, skull man, and ran away. So um, <laughs> and obviously had the – she's only five, so um, it had the, the desired so effect cute. of looking pretty creepy. 
So, look, oh, fantastic. He looks great. Uh, from the neck down is where a lot of the fun starts. He, In his right hand, he is holding a sword, which is very common uh, for the Taskmaster. In his left hand, he's not holding anything. He has a fist, but he actually has a shield that is um, over his left forearm. Oh. Uh, did we lose Ben? No. In, yeah, we- you dropped just, out there for a moment, buddy. Just, no, I didn't actually. I muted the cough. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's better um, than so, you know, a technical problem. It, it comes on so quickly. I, I, I'm not sure whether problem. I should just cough or whether I should go to mute. In <laughs> five, four, three. What we also have is a quiver full of arrows stuck onto um, his back, which is sticking out over his left uh, shoulder, over the back of his left shoulder. And the Taskmaster does actually have a pretty long cape, and that's hanging down over the top of that quiver. So the, the quiver is actually in behind his body, uh, and he's in between the body and his cape. Uh, in, in addition to that, he has a whole bunch of pouches going on around that belt of his. Uh, he's got the pirate-style boots uh, like Captain America. So, you know, this is the classic Taskmaster Sorry, Eddie, but, you know, this is my Taskmaster, the one I love with that really gaudy outfit, um, carrying way too much equipment to make him actually, you know, efficient, but um, that's how I I remember him. So, look, classic all the way. This is what I love. I love that there are companies that are still embracing these classic characters, knowing that there are people out there like myself who prefer this over the sort of the updated version uh, that you know, uh, I know he's had a, a bit of a makeover in uh, in Marvel Comics of recent times. Even though he appeared in All New Wolverine in his classic outfit. So anyway, there you go. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I actually took his mask off in that unceremoniously, and it was a bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. How feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> So, very faithful, uh, and that's what I I love about it. Uh, Interestingly, uh, he's got the sword in his right hand, but there is no scabbard anywhere, and he has the quiver full of arrows uh, over his back, but he has no bow of any kind. So, I know there's probably only so much you can do, but it just seems like a really odd kind of a mission to miss those um the quiver is actually a separate piece that has been glued on um to his back the the cape is also a separate piece i can see a couple of peg holes where they've added that later and and glued it in so kind of odd that they sculpted a a quiver full of arrows but didn't sort of sculpt a bow in and around it i thought that they would just be a a single piece that they would glue on so seems a little bit awkward but i guess for a pop final he's got so much going on you don't really kind of notice that uh, in terms of the colour choices, everything, uh, I haven't actually looked up the classic Taskmaster, but everything seems to be um, where it should be. We've got the, the combination of um, the the blue pants and the blue uh, the blue top with the sort of orange and white cape and everything. So it's all looking good in terms of that classic sort of orange, blue and white colour palette that we're used to. Uh, a few extra little touches here and there. The sword is a, a gold um, hilt on it, and then the the blade is being painted with a sort of metallic silver. Um, what I do like is the skull mask is actually a sort of bony grey, which is a nice sort of contrast to the white hood. Uh, it doesn't actually, in the promo shots, it doesn't look as obvious, but when you're holding him in hand, you can definitely see a difference between the two colours, which I think is really nice. Now, there's a lot of white going on with the boots, the gloves, and the hood. Uh, he has actually been cast in white plastic, so 
anything that's white has actually been left the original plastic colour uh, and then any other colour has just been painted over the top. So there's a little bit of a fail, particularly in the black uh, around the eyes where you can tell sort of the black painting over the white hasn't been as strong as what you would like. Moving on to the quality of the apps, well, hey, what can I say? Deep sigh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, I was actually present when these were selected for me, so I did actually have the option of picking the best one out of the three that were there, uh, and even the best one of the three is still pretty average, to, so that sort of tells you just how bad the other two were. Um to sum up, there's pretty much every colour uh, touches every other colour. So the black in and around his eyes is actually on the whites of his eyes. So there's black slop, uh, there's grey slop on the white hood, there's orange slop on the blue pants. But I think probably the biggest fail of all is the blue pants have been uh, airbrushed and there's that feathering around the edges where it just doesn't end with a nice crisp line. You can see it sort of stops and then slowly feathers away uh, from blue you know, onto the white plastic, and that's on both the, the top part of his pants and the bottom part of his pants. So uh, really, jeez, oh, it's just, you know, it's a bit of a fail. Oh, the, the Taskmaster logo, the T, uh, has actually been applied as a tempo, and that's actually been done really well. The shield, which is quite prominent with the, the blue rings on the white, have been applied um, really, really nicely. There's no bleed. And that shows the difference between paint apps and actual tempos. So um, I'm glad they've actually made that choice to go with that because of, uh, they had have tried to detail that shield with the same level of skill that they've painted the rest of his body. Then it just would have been a complete tragedy. So, um, you know, I say this with no great surprise. Uh, these are, you know, Funko Pop vinyls. They've remained this pro price point for quite some time. So, you know, you kind of get what you pay for, unfortunately. Um, I can also see where the pegs on the cape uh, they're actually sort of sitting uh, just sort of high up on his chest. Obviously, the two pieces come up over the shoulder and go into peg holes on his chest. I can actually see the peg holes. It's as if the, the pegs on the cape that go into those holes aren't quite big enough, so I can actually see small gaps that should actually be filled by the peg holes uh, and even little residue of, um, of glue as well. So, hey, no surprise there uh, in terms of paint applications. Now, articulation... Uh, I'm just going to go and say none because, uh, well, there aren't any, but I don't really count the bobblehead motion as being articulation. Uh, you can if you want. The reason it's there is because it's a marble licensing thing. Go look it up. Uh, now, accessories. Normally, I would say no, and I can't think of any other pop vinyl that has this, as in that I have, and that is that his shield is a separate piece. Oh. So instead of, yeah, instead of being cast uh, or sculpted and then cast as one solid piece the shield is a completely separate piece with a little sort of u-shaped clip on the back of it and you clip it over his forearm so it actually not only obviously gives you the ability to take it off and it actually doesn't even look like he he needs the shield like there's no hole that it would clip into it doesn't leave an ugly hole or anything like that uh in theory you could even put it on a different character if you wanted to uh but um it actually, once you clip it on, it allows you to rotate it. So you do have the option of moving it around slightly and, and you can sort of turn it out to one side to show more of his costume uh, instead. So I thought that was actually pretty nifty and uh, a little bit of a surprise. Hmm. So 
that's pretty much it in terms of this guy. Uh, I love the character. I think it's pretty well executed. Funko has let us down with a couple of the usual areas in terms of the paint apps. Um, I think the the lack of weapons, like the, the fact that there's no bow or, or scabbard for the sword, I'd normally take some points off. But then I think they've done a great thing with the shield, so they're gonna. I think they're probably going to cancel each other out. And I'll wrap this up and give him, I think, seven dollies out of ten. Hmm. So, do you know if the like Captain America or US Agent? Pops, if their shields are removable as well, do you have any of those? Or I, I have Captain America, but unfortunately, he was one of the. Well, he was probably the second one I ever got, and he's currently at the bottom of my display of pops, and so I've okay. never taken him out of the box, which is why I've never uh, reviewed him. Okay, but <clears throat> now I can actually see him, and I'm moving him around. I do believe it's the exact same shield. Yeah, I was wondering whether or not that was actually, the case, or they did it just for Testmaster. It seems unlikely. Uh, I actually think Taskmaster's shield is a bit bigger, to be honest. Goodness. Mm. It does, mm. yeah. It actually looks a bit bigger. So this, I've got the very first cap that came out, mm. um, and it does actually look like it's a separate piece that clips on, but I think it's a different size. Mm. So there you go. It's taken me this long to realise that Captain America has a removable shield. <laughs> That's you it. Can, Finger on the pulse, people. Yeah, You can see <laughs> even like in the uh, promo shot, that I'm looking at, the paint is yes. even good in that. Yeah. Isn't that sad yeah. that, that Funko <laughs> issues promo shots with crap paint? And you can see, you can really see the bleed, uh, or not so much the bleed, the feathering where the uh, the blue on his pants oh, ends terrible. and his, his boots begin. Uh, it's quite dreadful. So, yeah, um, that's really odd that Funko are known for Photoshopping the crap out of their stuff before... Um, putting it out there so the fact that they haven't actually taken the time or maybe they've listened to the show and gone you know we need to i'm sure they are Hi, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the issue here is our photoshopping let's stop the photoshopping that's right if it, yeah funko if you can just take a break from rolling around in all of your money um that's right yeah <laughs> and have a listen that's okay. right good job Ben. thank you yeah thank you very much well, if that wraps up this Toy of the Week, uh, we will be coming back and talking about a few items that we've added to our collection this week. To stop the evil doomsday, you need a hero who's more than a man. Superman. He's been called the greatest, the strongest, the first among heroes. High-voltage villain Conduit is powered by Kryptonite, but with Krypton Cannon blasting, Laser Superman powers him down. Conduit will learn, don't mess with the S. Superman. It's the dreaded Doomsday, the most fearsome force in the universe. Even Doomsday will learn, you don't mess with the S. Superman. We are all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. Now, Ben, you're up first, so what did you pick up this week? Uh, not much more than I revealed in my Toy of the Week. Uh, got the Funko Pop Final Taskmaster and Green Goblin from the New Wave, and uh, I finally picked up a Storm because I found one was good paint, so I added her to my small pop x-men collection oh very nice and scotty what about yourself what have you been buying i like i said i was traveling this week and i had uh by not not buyer's remorse um of not picking up the NECA um aliens ripley even though i don't collect that line that you know (laughs) i really love that movie i love that 
um, Sigourney in that movie, and I actually had it in my hand a couple of times and thought, oh, no, I don't collect these. You know, uh, and right when I decided I really did want it is when they all disappeared and started <laughs> becoming <laughs> expensive. <laughs> so in my travels this week, I happened on one, and I leapt on it, and I don't think that the girl in the shop really understood why I was so excited. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> pretty sure she just thought I was weird. Um, I got from Big Bad Toy Store my one Mesco 112 uh, Spock and Judge Dredd. Um, so I will be reviewing Spock tonight and holding on to Dredd until Justin and Ben get there so we can do it together. And I also got my shipping notice for my Hot Toys Boba Fett. Oh, cool. Yay! Can't wait. The deluxe version, which I actually saw in person this week, and it looks fantastic. Nice. And Justin, what have you been spending your money on? Uh, Well, (coughs) pick up from people's basements. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Finally, or not finally, they've been out. I guess over a little while now, the um, the new Lego minifigures, the Disney ones, uh, picked up four of those. I got um, uh, what's the bad guy from Impossible um, Syndrome, um, Mickey Mouse, Maleficent, and Buzz Lightyear. So far, um, and also picked up the Elite WWE Sting, and immediately took that red drummer boy jacket off. And gave him one of uh, Punisher's uh, trench coats, and oh. it looks much better. Nice. Yeah, yeah, good deal. Yeah, yeah, good deal. Very good. It was mm. one of my favourite wrestlers. Right, oh, Sting. Definitely. I still remember being in a food court somewhere with a Sting shirt on, and some kid came up to me and said, "Undertaker sucks," and I was like, "It's Sting, you know, nothing, little man," and walked <laughs> off. It's <laughs> funny. Very weird. That. What about you, yeah. Eddie? Um, I had a little bit of a light week, but still found things to spend my money on. <laughs> I've picked up uh, my toy of the week that I'll be talking about in a bit. I put in my pre-order for the X-Men Marvel Legends wave just to join the fury that seemed to be going on on Australian yes. Facebook about that pre-order going up. As did oh, I. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 And uh, also I have uh, got my notice today that my PowerCon uh, exclusive Camo Khan and Red Beastman uh, are soon to be on their way to me, which I'd even forgotten that I'd put in for, but they're coming. Wow. Very good. Yeah. That uh, that brings it then. So, if anyone else has nothing else that they remember picking up, speak now, forever, hold your peace. Uh, if not, I'm we'll be r- <laughs> yeah. oh. if not, we'll be right back with our second toy of the week. New from the Disney movie Hercules. Hercules, strongest man alive. You're Hercules. Prove yourself and save the world from Hades. With sword, with axe, with tribal, defeat the evil Nessus, and with Pegasus, crush the monster Cyclops. Extraordinary, legendary Hercules. Hercules, strongest man alive. Hercules figures, each sold separately. Powerflex Hercules coming soon. We have three toys of the week for this episode, and Eddie is in the middle of the toy of the week sandwich. So over to you, Eddie. Thank you, Scott. Uh, so for my toy of the week, I picked up the uh, Ghostbusters Rowan Builder Figure Wave, or 
the 2016 female Ghostbuster figures. Uh, they are produced by Mattel, obviously being the 2016 film. Uh, their year of release is this year, 2016, as we record. Uh, they are figures. They were $25 uh, Australian uh, at retail. They turned up at Maya here in Australia. Uh, and one of the reasons I grabbed them uh, right away was my actually having one of their buy one, get one free sales going on. So uh, I got the four figures while only paying for two of them, uh, which was good. Uh, they come in a box format, uh, a bit kind of like the new DC multiverse boxes uh, that have the six-inch DC stuff has started coming out with. It's got a bit of an ecto-slime design to it with a big uh, Ghostbusters classic no-ghost symbol in the top left-hand corner. And it's a tray that slides in and out and has a nice cover sheet in the back there. So I would say it is a fairly collector-friendly box setup. You can... Uh, take the figures and put them back in. Uh, one thing you might struggle with is if you take them out of the box, though, the builder figure himself has uh, connect pieces that once they're connected, you're going to really struggle to pull apart again. So once you put him together, uh, he may not be coming apart to put back into the boxes. That might be the one uh, collector-friendly flaw in there. As for the sculpts on these guys, uh, these aren't the four horsemen sculpted figures like the original Ghostbuster figures from Mattel were. Uh, I've put some photos up on the Action Figure Blues Facebook page uh, with some shots there of these guys. Uh, And some of them aren't bad and then other ones on the facial sculpts aren't really that great the Kristen wig one in particular uh i don't think anyone's going to recognize that as Kristen wig uh it seems more just generic brunette female face going on uh there uh um, melissa mccarthy's so so and you're gonna have to forgive me here i don't overly know the other actresses uh, too well, but uh, the Tolan, uh, she's got a okay face sculpt. They've actually done really well uh, with her braided hair and a bit of colouring on. And uh, the it's I don't even know the character's name off the top of my head. I think it's Jillian, uh, who's kind of the Egon character of this one with the blonde hair. She's actually got a really nice sculpted headpiece particularly from the back she's got like a frizzy hair and the way that runs down and ties up at the back is actually really well done and i do actually really like her head sculpt she's got a really fantastic um design going on there that also has a little bit of a light brown wash running through it which gives it some very nice characters so uh, i actually think she's a really fantastic head sculpt where the other's uh, can come across as just a bit plain. Uh, it took me a little bit to tell, but they're actually all unique body sculpts going on here with the bucks. Uh, each character has their own uh, pieces, but they do kind of blend together fairly easy, easily. 
and uh, they're not overly great. You can see the cuts in here, particularly they've got the T-crotch going on. Uh, the arms are fairly good uh, in sculpting. One of the big issues is the actual feet in don't really match up with the boots, particularly where you've got the articulation for the ankle swivel. They, uh, particularly on the Jillian one, she seems to have very small, tiny feet that don't match up uh, with her boots there. So uh, I don't hate the sculpt as much as I may be making out. It does also serve the job, and from a distance uh, it definitely has the look of the characters, but when you do start getting an up-close look at it, there are definitely flaws going on in here. Uh, Paint-wise, the paint does seem to be fairly spot-on. Uh, there are some... It's the basic points you would hope they would hit uh, with some little touches, such as uh, makeup. Uh, little pieces, uh, you've got the uh, no-go symbol on the shoulder patch. You've got their name printed in uh, on their uh, right side of the chest there. Uh, some of it is kind of covered a bit by uh, the collar, which is why I couldn't quite read Jillian's name uh, through there. But uh, some nice little detailing going on nowhere near the detail that was going on on uh with the other ghostbuster figures mattel did earlier but they had a lot more bits and pieces hanging off their belts and uh different cords connecting through to the proton packs uh one of the big troubles i have and it's not overly a paint one more plastic but the between the upper thigh and the lower thigh in the cut in the leg there, uh, it's kind of different colored plastic once you're looking at it up close. And it's not something you notice right away, but once you do notice, it does stand out. And it is a bit of an issue on all four of the girls. Uh, Articulation-wise, they are actually very articulated. Uh, so you've got a swivel in the neck. You've got ball-jointed shoulders ball-jointed elbows, you've got swivels at the wrists, you've got a waist cut, uh, you've got the sort of T-crotch thigh cut, so you've got legs that will go out on a 90-degree angle and forward on a 90-degree angle, you've got cuts in the upper thigh, you've got uh, knee joints, and you've got ankle joints there. So you can actually get them in a fairly wide arrangement of poses, uh, the Ghostbusters, you don't need to go too crazy, but you can get them pointing the uh, proton wand in a few different directions, and you can quite easily get them holding the wand with two hands. Uh, now, accessories, they do come with proton packs and proton wands, and they are actually removable uh, from the sculpt. I only have done it on one figure. I generally don't think there's much of a reason to be removing uh, the packs and it may wear down the orange straps that are connecting it so I don't want to do it too often uh, not to say that I think that the orange straps are going to break easily it's just something that I personally don't want to be doing too often if I don't have to one thing that I do appreciate is that they do have a big uh, made by Mattel Ghostbusters copyright thing going on but it is in the section that's covered up by the proton pack. So if they do need to put that on, it's in a spot that is going to be covered up 
usually when you have the figures out, having it on uh, where the proton pack does go there. There's a couple of light colouring touches going on on the proton pack. They are kind of very subtle, though, so you might miss. There's two buttons painted yellow, a red and a blue, and a bit of copper wiring going on on the wand, and also the handles of the wand are painted black. Uh, now, I don't really know these new proton packs from the new movie too well. I don't know if they're going to be fairly colourless colorless, or this is just uh, a design choice and they haven't actually added a lot of the colour here. Doesn't look too bad, but does slightly feel like it is going to be missing some colour there, but I can't say 100% at this point. The other accessories, they come with uh, different limbs and pieces uh, to the Ghost Builder figure. Uh, now, he's had a couple of different names. He's referred to on the Mattel packaging as Rowan. Uh, a couple of other ones have called it Rowan's Ghost. Uh, don't have the full details yet uh, of the movie, but basically he's the ghost from the no ghost symbol that the Ghostbusters have on their shoulders. He's that very weird, cartoony, classic ghost design. He would fit very well uh, in the world of Casper and one of those ghosts there. He's got a red bow tie on, and he's got some a uh, little bit of colour on his face where he's got black in the mouth, yellow pointed teeth, and just black dot eyes. Everything else on him is white. Uh, he's a fairly basic articulated figure. You can move his shoulders. He's got cuts, and he's also got uh, swivel joints in his wrists and swivel at the head. Uh, swivel at the ankles. Looks like he's got cuts uh, around his uh, upper legs, but that's not. That's just where the builder figure pieces uh, go into. His legs are actually locked into a sort of a forward stepping position there, which kind of looks like the start of the walk that the ghost did in the early uh, ghost, real Ghostbusters cartoon, when that cartoon would kick off and it would have the ghost walking down the street there. He's kind of a cool builder figure. I think in the movie he's going to be much larger, though, from the little bit we've seen him in on the trailer, so I don't know how size accurate he is to the girls, but uh, there is going to be a more articulated version of him coming out in the next wave coming up. So all in all, like I feel like I'm coming across a bit mean on these figures. I have talked about their flaws a little bit, but one thing that isn't kind of covered in any of the categories that we have here in the Toy of the Week is just they feel like good, solid action figures in hand. These are going to be ones that you could see a lot of kids playing with and they're not going to break really at any point. Nothing on them feels fragile. They do fit in fairly well with the other Natal Ghostbuster figures that have been released nothing there seems shocking and standing out so if you did buy that line on maddie collector or getting the new ones that are being re-released again also as a sub line with this movie uh they are going to go in well together and they are fairly poseable and fun to pick up and play with in hand uh so weirdly even though I've probably listed just as many flaws with these guys as I did with the Diamond Select ones, which are far superior in sculpt but do have their own issues. I think if I had to choose between the two, uh, I actually prefer these guys here. 
in wow. hand just because they actually feel like more solid figures to me. They uh, definitely do have some flaws going on in their sculpting, but as part of a much larger line, uh, I do like these guys. So if they do do more of these figures, I can see myself picking up more of these, whereas I really don't think I'm going to be picking up much more from the Diamond Select line. So uh, it's going to be really hard to give them a dolly rating. So I might lean, I, I would maybe go five but just out of personal weird unfactorable <laughs> enjoyment i might just edge them into a six out of ten uh mm. dolly rating hmm. okay it's hard to get a feel for what the the likability of them from the photos yeah. to be honest like it, <laughs> um the yeah i mean they're, they're not terrible for for sure um yeah <laughs> uh, look, I, I have to say, when I clicked on your, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, your, your link with your photos, etc. I, I wasn't blown away. You know, there, there wasn't a lot that made me go, "Wow!" You know, I'm going to run out and buy these tomorrow. Um, the, the close-up shots, I think, I get a better feel for it. Like the individual figure shots, I get a better feel for them than the group. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly worth going to our Facebook page and having a look at Eddie's album because like, he's got some great photos there. Absolutely. Um, with the figures sort of facing off against the uh, the original team up, and uh, I quite like those. So kudos, man. Yep. I'm actually looking forward to this film. I, you know, I think that it's. I'm I'm definitely prepared to give it a go, if nothing else, because I think that um, <laughs> people have just been so judgmental and hard on it before. You know, it's even come out and um i think the trailers have looked fun and uh you know i can see it being something that the family would enjoy yeah how can you not enjoy a movie like that like yeah sit down <laughs> what's it gonna hurt yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. is it done cool uh and yeah and that might What's definitely that? Uh, taint our thought on these figures uh, once the film actually comes out. could be an absolute marvellous film uh, that's brilliant and we all fall in love with these characters and like how Ray was sitting around on shelves and then all of a sudden disappeared uh, when Force Awakens finally hit or whether it's going to be one of those ones that, uh, you know what, maybe that film wasn't so hot and maybe these guys might uh, hit some clearance and then you might be able to pick them up for cheap and that might work through on it there. But uh, it's definitely something I think if you were on the fence about it might be worth picking up one and checking out. Uh, but if you're not really leaning towards being a fan of this, maybe wait a bit until you see the film with these guys here. But if you've been picking up the Mattel stuff, uh, I definitely do recommend it does fit in quite fine. Cool. And uh, that brings my Toy of the Week to the end. So uh, coming up, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they an unusual announcement, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And, Eddie, you've got our Red Card of the Week. Yes, I do. Uh, So our 
red card this week uh, comes from something that isn't a toy item, but it is an item that is going to affect a lot of collectors out there. Uh, you've got the subscription box service Loot Crate, and they sent out in a recent box an oven mitt designed like the Infinity Gauntlet, which is cool. So if people who want to try wearing an Infinity Gauntlet, they can. Uh, but you don't want to try using this as its actual intended purpose, which is an oven mitt, because it turns out this oven mitt can't survive hot temperatures, and people <laughs> are finding it's burning up as they take trays out of the oven and melting uh, on the outside. So Loot Crate have had to send out a, a bit of a warner saying immediately stop using this product and carefully secure it from use by others. Uh, so like the original Infinity Gauntlet, it turns out uh, it is very dangerous even for the users and it must be hidden away. For display uh, purposes uh, only. <laughs> for happening. Uh, so if you do subscribe to Loot Crate and you have gotten this oven mitt, do not use it as an oven mitt. Uh, something has gone wrong with its manufacturing or communication. Uh, it will <laughs> melt to the tray uh, that you're using and potentially burn your hand. So uh, that's really bad. Uh, definitely do be careful uh, through there. Wow. And uh, very unfortunate thing uh, to happen. Man. Uh, yeah. They're like, and, oh, you want people actually wanted to use it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, be uh. very careful. Be wishful. <laughs> I mean, so this is part red card, part community service announcement. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I'm sure there might be people who subscribe to Loot Crate but might not necessarily be following collector news and all that. So hopefully they've emailed and sent messages through because uh, I'm constantly looking for oven mitts in my house. I don't know where they go. They're like socks <laughs> for some people. Oven mitts just <laughs> disappear here. So if I got an oven mitt in a box it would not be too long before i'd be using it to yep. get something out and then yeah burn through well that is um hmm. it's the most evil Bad. plan yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh okay well coming up after that well-deserved fail we have our third and final toy of the week Morphin Power Rangers, this is Zordon. It's morphing time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons, it's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand to hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. And for our third and final toy of the week, Scott has the honour. So over to you, Scott. Thank you very much, Eddie. I am reviewing tonight the Mezco 112 Collective Star Trek Spock figure. Now, if you've listened to the show, you know that this is a line that we've gotten quite excited about, um, something a bit different from other things that are out there. This is Mezco's um, one. 12th scale, which is six inch, uh, figure line, but these are highly articulated and, uh, fabric costume, lots of accessory type, um, figures from lots of different properties. And Spock is the latest to be released. 
In terms of packaging, I've, I've got a few of these now, and they all have a consistent uh, theme to the packaging. The boxes are the same size. These are um, boxes that have an outer uh, plastic sleeve with some uh, character logos uh, printed on them on the front, and then on the back, some shots of the actual figure with accessories, etc. So it gives you a little bit of a guide as to how some of them are used or posing options. And then when you remove the sleeve, we've got a box that opens up. There's a window uh, inside and then a tray that you pull out. It is a tray that has got um, three, well, it's got a cover um, that is extremely snug. Um, now this, when you open it, then you have lots of potential projectiles that can be flung across the room if you are not careful. Um, very tiny hands, uh, uh, etc., that um, need to be kept an eye on. So I, I had a quite a bit of trouble, actually. I could see this was about to happen. I had quite a bit of trouble getting it um, off without doing the fling thing, but I managed just, just. In the tray, then, we've got the Spock figure, and he comes with a, um, a bevy of accessories. Um, and this is one of the things that I think is really going to stand this line in good stead. These aren't cheap when you think about a, a six inch action figure. Um, so I think for each collector, it's really going to depend on whether or not you can see the value in the articulation, the fabric costumes, the accessories and packaging um, as to whether or not you can justify the price point. These are going for around 70 US. Um, when you get, by the time they get to Australia, you're looking at at least a hundred dollars Australian um, with uh, shipping on top of that. So these are not cheap pieces, certainly still a lot cheaper than a hot toy, but smaller as well. So inside the box, what you get as well as the Spock figure is first of all an alternate head, which is the kind of very classic Spock um, raised eyebrow, um, and then a set of hands. He comes packaged with fists, and then there are seven other swap-out hands. There is a live long and prosper hand, a phaser-holding hand, a Vul Vulcan mind-meld hand, a Vulcan nerve-pinch hand, and then they call them posing hands that are kind of like relaxed hands, um, and then the fist that he is packaged with. Um, the These are pretty easy to swap. The head is very easy to swap. It's just a, um, a, a little peg and a ball-jointed peg. Quite easy to swap um, on and off. The hand's a little bit more fiddly because this is a, a smaller scale, so if you find swapping hands on a one six scale figure a bit challenging then you're going to find these even more entertaining um it's not not tricky it's more just being able to secure them and uh not just bend the peg um so i had a little bit of trouble with a couple of the hands particularly the flatter hands where um, you know fists are pretty easy the flatter hands where there's really not much to hold on to to get the leverage to actually get them onto the the peg, um, but really not that difficult. The main thing is I think they're a, a, a great risk of getting lost if you drop them because they are so small. Articulation-wise, this um, has got 28 points of articulation. Um, it is, I would say, look, it's quite figure arts in terms of the level of articulation and some of the um, 
cuts that you would see if like this was a shirtless figure. So when we were in the news and um, looking at, I can't remember what, which figure arts it was that we looked at, but it was a shirtless uh, character. And you kind of see a lot of those um, uh, somewhat awkward um, cuts. I find them awkward anyway, the articulation. Um, that that I think would be the same here, but because it's covered up by um, the shirt, it's all good. This is a very poseable figure. It's quite easy to pose. The joints are you know, kind of right level of um, tight, but not too tight. Um, so it's a, a, a very flexible figure, um, as well as the you know, kind of standard um, shoulder, hip, etc. that you expect. He does have um, ball-jointed hands, as well as swivel, wrist swivel, which gives a lot of flexibility in terms of hand um, posing. He has got um, the basically uh, Vonner ankle-type ankles, which give, again, a lot of flexibility in um, the posing. Very stable, easy to pose. He's not likely to fall over, um, which is uh, a good thing. Um in, in terms of the sculpt, the likeness that they've captured here for Nimoy is really, really impressive. Um, the uh, y You can see it quite clearly in photographs of him, and he looks just as good in person. One thing that we've been wondering about with these was, I guess, just the quality of the head cast, because some of the promo figures of these um, do have been a little bit, um, I guess, questionable for me in terms of what the head sculpt is cast in and um, whether or not that was going to fly. Certainly this figure, um, I, I can't actually tell whether the head is cast in the flesh color um, or painted. It feels like it could be cast, but it doesn't have that kind of overly shiny cheap feel that that can create sometimes. Um, it is really nicely done. Um, the, the likeness on both heads, both the kind of normal head and the raised eyebrow head are just fantastic. It captures that really well. Um, the one thing about both head sculpts that is not perfect is it took me a while to kind of work out what it was. I had to look at a lot of um, Google image search results of Spock to work it out. The hairline is uh, a little bit um, – it's not quite perfect, and I worked out what it is. It is that his – sideburns are actually um in reality or you know on film quite thin and they are a bit thicker on the figure and so it makes the overall effect of the hairline look a little bit more closed in on his face on the figure than it is um on the screen so that's a minor quibble but in terms of trying to work out why does this feel 100 percent that's kind of what I came up with. Um, sculpting is absolutely beautiful. This is a fabric costume, and it's very reminiscent for me of the – I've told the story a number of times that when I was a very little kid, I had all of the Star Trek uh, Mego figures and no idea why my parents bought them for me because they were probably on sale, knowing my parents, um, The because I certainly you know, was too young to know – the show. I didn't discover that until much later. Um, but it, it feels very reminiscent of that, that, um, you know, kind of experience. Um, the fabric is really nicely constructed, very good quality and, um, allows a really good range of movement in the figure. So 
It doesn't feel baggy, but it's not so tight that you feel like you can't move the figure, which obviously is a good thing. Um, the um, Federation logo on his um, chest is obviously a um, a sticker or an iron-on, but really nicely done and doesn't feel like it's at risk of coming off. He's also got the little braids on the um, end of his sleeve that are the same material. Um, it's hard to tell... Um, I, I just can't imagine how hard it would be to actually attach these to the, the figure. I'm sure, obviously, the head's not on at that time. But it almost it's so tight that you kind of wonder whether or not some of it actually has to be sewn in. Um, the, the trousers do seem to be um, uh, like an, another really nicely constructed piece. And what I really like about them is that at first glance, it almost looks like they're attached to the boots, but it's just the way that the um, the ends of the trousers are hemmed that makes them look like that. Um, in terms of the beyond the hands, we've got some other accessories as well that really add to this in terms of just um, fun factor, but also uh, just a sense of quality and, I guess, justifying the um, price point. Um, so it comes with, uh, first of all, um, a phaser, um, which is pretty straightforward, and he does have a, a hand to hold the phaser. But it comes with a couple of other things that are really small and detailed. The first is a communicator. It's, you know, that really kind of chunky um, original series communicator, and it actually has a flip-up panel with um, detail inside. So it's quite an intricate piece being at this scale quite small so that you can, you know, have him communicating to the Enterprise, etc. And then he's also got a tricorder that has got a strap to, to fit around him, um, and it has a, a flip-up uh, a top section that opens up. So again, a lot of detail for something that's you know quite intricate at this scale. And then finally, he comes with a display base. Now these are themed the the same um, size across the line to this point. Um, they have a a peg in them, and then there is also a posing stand that you can put on it. Um, it's not really needed, you know, for this certainly because he's not flying or anything. Um, he does have peg holes in his boot, so he sits quite nicely on that. And um, it's got the uh, Enterprise logo, but with uh, then the blue base. So it'll be I would assume that the others are going to be colored um, to the characters. So th this is really fun. It is, um, you know, quite a nice experience in terms of you know, easy to open, very collector friendly, all can be put back together. I think as a as just a set, the one twelve line across different properties is going to display really nicely together in the box because the boxes are all the same size and just with their own theming. But uh, you know, at the moment, while we don't know the depth of the licenses that they are, um, how deep they're going to go with these. We know we've got a Kirk and a Sulu coming so far, but you, you know, you would kind of sense that they're committed to doing the rest of the line, but I, I'm just going to enjoy these, you know, as, uh, at the moment, this is my second one. I've had the dark Knight, which I reviewed, um, earlier. Um, this is obviously a completely different buck from that because he's quite a stocky, um, character, so it'll be interesting to see when we get to similarly sized characters how much reuse there is in the buck department. Uh, but you know, really, really nicely done. Um, 
I do. Uh, uh, it's really quibbling the the head sculpt thing in terms of the the hairline. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, just a minor quibble, and I can't I, I can't take anything away from how fun this is. So it's definitely a ten dolly um, rating from me. But this there's nothing in this that has made me any less excited about continuing to collect this line. In fact, probably more so. That's cool. Uh, I, I don't really have uh, anything to add there. It's pretty comprehensive and, you know, just hitting them out of the park basically, aren't they? <laughs> uh, we talked yeah. about the Space Ghost one before. And, um, it, you yeah, know, it, it is – I think it's that thing, like I said, that for, it, for each individual you're going to have to work out whether or not the price is worth it because on one level, like, it's a six-inch figure. And so mm. – you know, I, even though I know that's the whole thing of this line, when I did take it out, I was like, "Oh, it's a bit smaller than I kind of imagined." <laughs> like, um, yeah. And uh, but you know, that's the kind of I think the beauty of this, and and I think it's a very very smart um, thing to try because it's different from things that are out there. It is more budget friendly, more space friendly, and I think the fact that they're doing such a volume of figures from different. Um, lines like certainly for me they've got me all in at the moment um and you know i mean i can, I, I see there's a couple of movie figures that they're doing like they're doing a dawn of justice superman etc and that's not something that i'm you know necessarily you know after but in terms of uh, uh, most of the properties that they've solicited i'm keen um you know very keen and can see myself just displaying them as a set not just you know um, just as a Star Trek set, but just as a one twelve collective set from the different properties. So I like it a lot. Oh, very cool. Very, very cool. I'm hoping they do get to complete the whole crew. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would really hope for the original series crew. I think that that, you know, that yeah. that would be very popular. Um, I can't imagine. I, I'd be very surprised if they don't. So, yeah, I did find it interesting. I was listening to an interview uh, with Mez and he was saying one of the questions he's been been getting asked most about this line is whether they are going to do the entire crew. And he was saying, you know, as a toy manufacturer, it's actually a very tough question to answer because clearly he wants to make and do the whole crew. But if you say, oh, I don't know if we'll be able to make the whole crew, it's going to depend on sales, then people might not be as willing to yeah, pick yeah. It up and buy. So he wants to mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, we want, we're going to do the whole crew. But then him, you know, it's promising that, but it's going to depend on how the sales go, and it's a bit of a uh, self-fulfilling promise yeah, uh, through there. So it was kind of interesting, and he was quite honest about it, which was very cool. And yeah. I did appreciate him talking about that. And it's good he seems to have a lot of passion behind this line, and was uh, definitely one of the goals he's been working to for a while uh, through here with the company. So I'm definitely very excited to see where it goes and what's going to be coming out. I think the scary thing would be for some collectors, you know, if we don't see things early on and then we pick up stuff later on and then think, oh, this is kind of good and yeah, trying to backtrack on some of these and what they might go for uh, yeah. later on in a couple of years could be, could be crazy, but definitely very cool. Uh, so coming up, Next, uh, we are going to close things off with some feedback. Savage is attacking! What we take this business, I know. We'll rule the world, General Warhawk. We need Rambo! Rambo, the force of freedom. Here's a proof. 
doesn't have it. Wow! Rambo, he are you? Look! Rambo, my sword. Look out! You again! Rambo and General Warhawk with their battle action weapons, each sold separately. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Now, Justin, you have our first piece of feedback for tonight, so over to you. Okay, the first bit of feedback comes from the AFB forum boards, and it's from a good friend of the show, Eric's, and he says, uh, great show. It was good to hear the ABC segment again. There is yet another variant to the vintage Jawa, and it's the Jawa with fabric robe and separate hood piece. This was a Lily Leedy figure produced in Mexico during the early 80s under Kenner's license, and even though it's nowhere near as rare as a vinyl cape one, it is also very hard to find. Uh, regarding the Disney Infinity cancellation, it sucks because I just bought the 3.0 game for my nephews a few weeks ago, but it is also nice to have a finite number of figures to collect. So, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Very good. It is a shame. <clears throat> it is a shame, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I... Sorry. Oh, sorry. So I was just going to say, your ABC segment has been a real smash hit. It has, Justin. Uh, Oh, yes. well, it's a group effort, isn't it? Yeah, yeah for sure. a great idea. Great idea. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to give a shout-out um, to Kameotaku815 on Instagram, who has actually been doing a his own ABCs of toy collecting on Instagram for us. And so, what? What? you know, it's great. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing it letter by letter and doing a bunch and tagging us in it and doing a bunch of different characters from each of the, um, the, so he said, first of all, uh, this is going back a little while now. He said, I'm going to try something that I heard on Action Figure Blues podcast, the ABCs of Try Collecting. And he's doing a, he's doing, um, one letter at a time with a few different, either like for A, he did April O'Neill, but he did lots of different Aprils. Um, and then some of the different ones he's done different, um, uh, like different characters. I think it might be up to N already. So N for Namor. Um, or maybe even a bit further. So that is awesome, Kameotaku. Um, thank you so much. And uh, I'm really enjoying following those. So if you are on Instagram, you can just search uh, just the Action Figure Blues hashtag because he's tagged us in it, and you'll find it there. Cool. Yay. Very cool. Uh, so if nobody else has anything else to add, we're going to wrap things up and say our goodbyes. So everyone out there, stay safe and have a good journey. Bye. Bye. Excelsior. <laughs> that was the half, half dead bye from Ben. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. 
You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they an unusual announcement, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And Eddie, you've got our red card of the week. I do, and our red card of the week this week isn't a toy item, but it is an item that uh, is definitely going to affect collectors, and it's from the subscription box Loot Crate. Uh, Loot Crate. In one of their recent boxes, they included an infinity gaunt. Uh, ha 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 ha! Words are tripping on my mouth. Sorry, not being succinct. Uh, five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three. <laughs>